Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the sixth day of February. We are at the last five, I'm sorry, six verses of the second chapter of Mark. This is the story that tells us about where Jesus claims to be the Lord of the Sabbath. We're going to get into this today. It's interesting that chapter three begins with another story of the Sabbath, healing on the Sabbath. And so we are to assume that the events at the end of chapter two are happening on the same day as the events at the beginning of chapter three. I'm not sure the logic behind splitting up the chapter there except that maybe they didn't want it to be as long, which is a little odd because the next chapter is 35 verses long and the last chapter was 45 verses long. So I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm not smart enough to know why the chapter divisions fall where they do. This one seems like it would have been pretty convenient to put two Sabbath stories back to back. But let's get started today. Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath. And I want to begin reading in verse 23 of Mark 2. Now it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. This was most likely a common area, and this is absolutely uh, incomprehensible, I guess would be the right word for us. Israel, of course, Israel is not a, a nation recognized by other nations at this point. They don't have their own territory per se, Um, I guess probably the better way to say it is they have their own territory, but they're not a nation. And so whatever land they have actually belongs empirically to the Roman Empire, but they are allowed to govern themselves according to their own laws. And according to the laws of Torah, Israel was not allowed to butt their properties up next to one another. So if uh, citizen A owned a lot, he was not they were not allowed to own that lot all the way up to the edge of Citizen B's property, and Citizen B was not allowed to own all the way up to the edge of Citizen C. There had to be a common area in between. One of the criticisms at the end of the Old Testament is God, through the prophet Isaiah, condemns Israel for putting their properties up next to one another. Now, you might say, why was this such a big deal? Well, it's because the the legal code of the Torah provided for the less fortunate. And so if you didn't own land, it was very difficult in that era to come up with the capital or the funds to ever purchase land. In fact, that was almost a, a, an impossibility. And therefore, you could survive off the public lands. And the public lands would be those then that were, were a little... It wasn't owned by any individual person, but could be used by all. And there's most likely the grain that's growing is growing on those public lands. Otherwise, what his disciples are doing is stealing. And that's not the warning that is given by the Pharisees in verse 24. Look, why do they do what's not lawful on the Sabbath? Uh if, he, if they'd been stealing, I'd say, why are they stealing? For it's written in the law, thou shalt not steal. Uh, but they don't. What they do is invoke the commandment of Sabbath. So we we know they must be in either their own fields, which we don't have any indication that they would have owned their own fields, but probably in those common areas. Let's address that, what the Pharisees say. Why do they do that which is not lawful on the Sabbath? The, the actual Greek at the top of 23, it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. The Greek starts a little more like one Sabbath day he was going through the grain fields. And so 
it's on this one particular Sabbath that this incident happens, but we've, we're going to find that throughout the Gospels, it's not simply one Sabbath where Jesus does this. It's any Sabbath. And this is because Jesus pushes up against the legalistic reasoning of this group of the Pharisees. And remember, the Pharisees are trying to bring a certain level of piety back to the keeping of the law. They're not trying to be, quote-unquote, religious in the way we think of it. They're trying to be righteous. And they think that what the disciples are doing is some form of some form of farm work, but worse, it's on the Sabbath. They're plucking heads of grain, which Exodus thirty four twenty one says you can't do on the Sabbath. Um, so, how do we assess what they're doing in light of what Torah says? Well, let's let Jesus do that. Verse 25, Jesus says, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry, he and those with him? So so Jesus is pulling back the hero of the Old Testament, David, pulling him into the, the moment, pulling them into his moment, rather. And he takes him at a moment when he's hungry and a moment when he's in need. Verse 26, How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest and ate the showbread which is not lawful to eat except for the priests and also gave some to those who were with him. So Jesus' question is an interesting look at how Jesus interprets Scripture. And I don't know about you, but I am extremely interested in how Jesus interprets Scripture. It seems to me if I'm a follower of Jesus, I want to follow the Jesus style in understanding the Bible. And if you might say, well, I don't understand the Old Testament. I don't know how this happens and that happens and why God looks this way. Go to Jesus. Let Jesus set the template for how you read that Old Testament. So first of all, Jesus does not justify himself by ignoring Scripture. He doesn't say, oh, well, they can do whatever they want. Um, Or, oh, that's silly, you guys, that's an antiquated law. Or, oh, you're just reading it wrong. No. He shows his understanding to be deeper than meets the surface. He picks the story of David going into the temple, the tabernacle. There was no standing temple. Going into the tabernacle, to eat the consecrated bread that was only supposed to be eaten by the priesthood. David's not a priest. And this story, by the way, if you want to read it, is in 1 Samuel 21. Okay. He's on the run from Saul. He and his men are starving. They're going, they feel like they're going to die, or at least they're not going to be strong enough to face their pursuer. And so they go in to eat it, and Jesus doesn't Jesus knows that they're not going to condemn David. Jesus is not condemning David. But he's showing that the physical need of David was necessary to be filled in order to continue the mission that he had to do. So a work that continues the mission, Jesus is saying, is far more important than you upholding the letter of the law. And while we can wrap our minds around this and go, yeah, Jesus is right, I just want you to make sure that you understand how controversial this take would have been in Jesus' day to say this, because he's essentially saying, look, I know what the Torah says about plucking heads of grain on the Sabbath, but my disciples are starving. And David went in and ate the showbread, which he wasn't supposed to eat, and God didn't strike him down because David needed the sustenance. So in reality, you are more important than the day that you're honoring which is why Jesus will say 
The Sabbath is made for man, not man for Sabbath. I want to save the depth of verses 27 and 28 for tomorrow. But I want you to consider today what this tells us about how to interpret Scripture, which is not according to the letter, but according to the Spirit, which is almost word for word what Paul will say to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, when he even doubles down and says, the letter will kill you, but the Spirit will give you life. See you tomorrow. God bless.